Hello, welcome back to Series 2, Episode 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and we're going to begin now our study of Jacob. Uh, we are in March the 9th to March the 15th. We're studying Jacob 1-4, to which is called Be Reconciled Unto God Through the Atonements of Christ. And we're going to begin with the section which is titled, The Lord Wants Me to Magnify My Calling, covering Ch Jacob chapter 1, verses 6-8 to and 15-19, to and chapter 2, verses 1-11. to So, we'll start straight away. There's so much to get through again. Uh, in Jacob 1, verses 7-8, to it says this, Wherefore we labour diligently among our people, that we might persuade them to come unto Christ, and partake of the goodness of God, that they might enter into his rest, lest by any means he should swear in his wrath they should not enter in, as in the provocation of the days of temptation, while the children of Israel were in the wilderness. So here we find Jacob and also Joseph, uh, but obviously we focus on Jacob's account uh, when they were set apart as priests in the temple. Uh, we know that Nephi has died and that Nephi has anointed <coughs> another to be king in his stead, and Jacob is the priest uh, of the temple. So, yeah, um, it's important that Jacob has clearly recognized his need to labor. He labored diligently. He was working hard to make sure that he could keep the people in the righteousness which they began when the first people of Nephi split from the Lamanites. Uh, in verse uh, 15, it says this, uh, and it came to pass that the people of Nephi under the reign of the second king began to grow hard in their hearts and indulge themselves somewhat in wicked practices, such as like unto David of old, desiring many wives and concubines, and also Solomon, his son. Now, what's interesting here is what's not said. Uh, I think that Jacob is obviously pointing out that it's under this rule of the second king that these uh, sins and misdeeds begin to uh, creep in. Uh, which suggests that the second king is perhaps a part of the problem. Uh, but he does obviously mention him by name, which is interesting, uh, perhaps uh, because it isn't important to the record, or perhaps because, you know, we know that the large plates are a record of the kings and the secular kind of record of the people of Nephi, and these small plates are a record of the spiritual matters. And so Jacob perhaps doesn't feel it's important, or simply that he just doesn't want to mention it, because perhaps because most likely he is re related to this new king. It's most likely a son of Nephi or a relation of Nephi, and of course Jacob is Nephi's brother. Uh, in verse 19, it says, and <clears throat> we really see Jacob's uh, desire and dedication to uh, fulfill his calling here. It says, And we did magnify our office unto the Lord, taking upon us the responsibility, answering the sins of the people upon our own heads, if we did not teach them the word of God with all diligence. Wherefore, by laboring with our mights, their blood might not come upon our garments. Otherwise, their blood would come upon our garments, and we would not be found spotless at the last day. This phrase magnify comes up a number of times throughout the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, uh, but clearly Jacob is aware that the term to magnify his office means to do it, to carry it out with his full dedication. Uh, Gordon B. Hinckley uh, said this, quote, to every officer, to every teacher in this church who acts in a priesthood office, there comes the sacred responsibility of magnifying that priesthood calling. 
Each of us is responsible for the welfare and the growth and developments of others. We do not live only unto ourselves. If we are to magnify our callings, we cannot live only unto ourselves. As we serve with diligence, as we teach with faith and testimony, as we lift and strengthen and build convictions of righteousness in those whose lives we touch, we magnify our priesthood. To live only unto ourselves... On the other hand, to serve grudgingly, to give less than our best effort to our duty, diminishes our priesthood, just as looking through the wrong lens of, a binoculars, of binoculars reduces the image and makes more distant the object. Close quote. I think what's important to point out here is that whilst clearly this was given in a priesthood uh, session of conference, this principle also applies to all members of the church who have a calling, because all callings are directed under the work of the priesthood, under the authority and power of the Lord. Uh, you know, someone who is even serving as a ministering brother or a ministering sister, that is a priesthood call. It is called under the direction of priesthood keys, under the elders call and presidents, or under the uh, keys of the bishop in the, in the case of the sisters. Uh, and so it is, you know, through that, uh, you know, ministering or through the work that we do, that we all work and operate with the power of the priesthood behind us. And so we all have this responsibility to magnify our call, even if President Hinckley here may be speaking directly to priesthood holders. Uh, in Jacob chapter 2, um, we see here, again, just, you know, just this need that Jacob had to fulfill his call. It says, Now, my beloved brethren, I, Jacob, according to the responsibility which I am under to God, to magnify mine office with soberness, and that I might rid... My garments of your sins, I come up to the temple this day that I might declare the word of God to you. Henry B. Eyring said this, quote, There are countless examples of priesthood holders who shouldered that grave responsibility as you and I must. This is how Jacob in the Book of Mormon described his sacred trust when he moved in difficult circumstances to give aid. Now, you might object that Jacob was a prophet, and you are not. But your office, whatever it is in the priesthood, brings, up an, it, it brings with it an obligation to lift up the hands which hang down and strengthen the feeble knees of those around you. You are the Lord's servants, covenanted to do for others as best you can what he would do. Close quote. It may be argued that in our baptismal covenants, we are invited and commanded to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort. And so as with Jacob, we have this responsibility to magnify whatever our you know, call is. Again, if it is simply to be a member of this church, uh, to strengthen and love and support those around us. If we focus on ourselves individually, then we are missing out on this blessing and not fulfilling our duty. It's interesting, however, just how much Jacob is magnifying his office. It says in Jacob 2 verse 5, um, I can tell you concerning your thoughts, how that you are beginning to labor in sin, which sin appeareth very abominable unto me. Uh, yea, and an abominable, abominable unto God. It's clear here that the people perhaps are not in the depths of sin. In fact, they are not in the depths of sin at this stage, but they are beginning to labor in sin. They are beginning to have those thoughts. Things are beginning to happen. And Jacob straight away is there teaching and testifying to them to stop. Uh, and I think that this can happen in our lives with, with people that we love as well that it takes great love to look at someone who is starting to make these incorrect choices or go down this path or who are beginning to labor in sin and teach and testify to them because we love them, not because we 
desire to tell them off, but we want them to feel this peace and happiness that we have found. In fact, in verses six to seven, Jacob says, Yea, it grieveth my soul and causeth me to shrink with shame before the presence of my maker, that I must testify unto you concerning the wickedness of your hearts. And it also grieve and it also it grieveth me that I must use so much boldness of speech concerning you before your wives and your children, many of whose feelings are exceedingly tender and chaste, and delicate before God, which thing is pleasing before God. Uh, Obviously, it would be very easy for Jacob to have just seen what was beginning to happen and just thought, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I'll talk to a few people. We'll, we'll make it clear we shouldn't do this and, you know, we'll see what happens. But he is there right in front of everyone saying, look, this is beginning to happen and it needs to stop uh, because he had this love for the people. Uh, Elder D. Todd Christopherson said this about the call to repentance that is an expression of love. He said, quote, the invitation to repent is an expression of love. If we do not invite others to change or if we do not demand repentance of ourselves, we fail in an un a fundamental duty we owe to one another and to ourselves. A permissive parent, an indulgent friend, a fearful church leader are in reality more concerned about themselves than the welfare and happiness of those they could help. Yes, the call to repentance is, is at times regarded as intolerant or offensive and may even be resented. But guided by the Spirit, it is in reality an act of genuine caring. Close quote. If we truly care for those around us, for those that we love, our family, our friends, those that we meet at church, we will invite lovingly each other to change and repent. Not because we think we are better than them, because as he mentioned in here, we also need to call ourselves to repent and to change and to become more Christ-like. But if we see actions or choices that are being made, we need to lovingly uh, set that example and invite others to follow the example of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I think that Jacob's example tells us about, you know, how this open communication and trying to build this connection with each other and the Lord through the uh, Holy Spirit being present in our lives is very much preferred rather than just sitting and watching someone fall deeper and deeper into a descent, which ultimately they will, will regret and that we will regret that we did not step in and say something already. Thank you for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, email session at gmail.com, or join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear what you've been studying and your thoughts about this study session today. Thank you for all you do. I'll be posting something on the Facebook group as well, uh, as I always do in conjunction with this episode. So please watch out for that. And until we meet again.